All right, guys, welcome to a special edition of the Rosenballs podcast. I want to talk about rebuilding in general, what's the proper way to rebuild, but namely focusing on the Indiana Pacers, um, who have just come out and said they're looking to push for a rebuild. Now, Pritchard, their GM, you know, is, is known to do this in situations he looks to to rebuild, most notably in Portland. And the Portland situation is not the best way to measure him. He got immensely unlucky there, um, really going all out for the Greg Oden selection. And and we all know how, how that played out. And that was kind of the trigger for the rest of the time there, even though I would say they had some, uh, you know, it was definitely an interesting route. And I think... You know, he made some great deals there, dealing Gerald Wallace, namely, uh, to Brooklyn uh, to get a pick that ultimately became Damian Lillard was probably the peak of those moves. We're not going to focus on his past, though. We're going to focus on kind of some of the tenements in rebuilding. What are the things to look for? What is a key situation to rebuild? And why it could prove difficult for certain teams and other teams, it's the right move, right? So... First and foremost, right, uh, Kevin Pritchard, the GM of the Pacers, did coin the term treadmill of mediocrity. And, you know, he's fully aware that the worst place to be in in the NBA is in that in-between, right? We're kind of grinding it out for a low playoff seed in that kind of 7 to 10 range. You don't really have moves to make to get to the upper echelon and to contend. Um, And you're kind of just... You know, treading away at this mid, you know, mid thirties to mid forty win situation for years upon years out, right? So he's assessed the roster and he's realized, okay, while we have a good rookie in place at Dwart, and you know, a this team can't get healthy, but b can this current roster really make a run? And they've opted, you know, even with a great coach like Rick Carlisle, who's a fantastic coach. Maybe that could turn things around, and they haven't. So they've opted to, to rebuild here. But, you know, the pace is really an optimal situation to rebuild. Well, a couple of things. First, the easiest way to rebuild is if you have kind of one primetime player who is, in, is about to enter the prime of their career. That's the first thing, right? Do you have a player who's about to enter the prime of the career who's got immense market value? Uh, and you look at other situations where teams rebuilt or at least consider rebuilding, and they had this, right? I remember being a Celtic fan, you know, Paul Pierce uh, in around 2006 was at the peak of his powers, where he was in the league about seven years. And at that point, Danny Ainge was trying to move him to Portland, actually, for the three pick because he really liked Chris Paul, which would have been a fantastic trade in hindsight. Um, that deal never happened. He ended up keeping Pierce because... He couldn't get a move in place that worked, but that's the right mentality, right? Moving the guy at, at that peak. The Nuggets moved Carmelo Anthony at the right p- time, right? Like he realized he wasn't going to resign there. Um, stayed there for about, you know, seven, eight years before he got traded to the Knicks. So, again, that was around the right time to do him. You're, you're getting a guy about seven years in. Can you, you have one guy, can you get a really good package for him. You've seen this time and time and again, right? New Orleans with Anthony Davis. 
trying to get a package for him, etc., etc. So that's the first thing. The first thing is, do you have that player? And it's easier when it's one big player because um, then you're just looking for what I call like a rebuilding package basis. Then it's like, what team can I offer the assets necessary to, to do that one big deal? When you start requiring multiple moves, it gets complicated. Um, so the first issue with Indiana is they don't have that guy. They don't have like a, fur, a surefire guy where you could say, okay, we're going to move him, we're going to get a good rebuilding package. So they kind of get a strike on the first thing. They don't have that guy. The second thing goes, okay, do you have at least guys who, you know, they have, let's say, better market value than book value, right? Which means that the market perception of them is better than their actual worth. And you seem to sometimes have a series of guys like that, right? Like, or, or team needs, for example, right? So if you, you know, the NBA right now, there's a scarcity of wings. Everyone needs wings. Um, so if you had good wings, you know, maybe this could be the time. The second issue with uh, Indiana is, you know, of the players that they have, they don't have better uh, book value, uh, market value of the book value. You can go down the list, right? Miles Turner, well, not a lot of teams these centers. Sabonis, a lot of teams are still funky around him because can he defend well? He's, he's talented, but where does he fit? Malcolm Brogdon, hey, he's been injured. That's the concern. Levert, again, the recent injury, you're not sure what kind of Levert you're going to get long term. So none of the guys that they can move um, have more market value than book value. That's, that's the second strike. And then finally, the third thing you look at is, okay, well, let's look around the league. Who is in position to make a deal for one of our players that has good that has a good youth package to, to give up? Right, that actually has a package to give up. So here, I wouldn't grade it like a binary. I'm going to give this like a, a C plus over B minus, right? So this is kind of in the, in the middle, if you will. There's a couple teams out there, right? So I'm going to go through them a little bit, but... You know, you have the Knicks who have a package, as an example. Um, now, the problem is they're not as good as they'd like, right? So if the Knicks were better, they would be um, more likely to want to deal some of their use, some of their picks, etc., cetera, um, and, and kind of go for a, a player on Indiana, right? Namely, you know, the Knicks could use an upgrade at center. Miles Turner would be a guy there, right? The Celtics, similar situation to the Knicks, right? They're, they're kind of like, again, they're not, if they were like a surefire four seed right now, either the Knicks or the Celtics, these kind of moves would make a lot more sense. But they're not, right? The Both teams are kind of in that wider five to nine range, let's say. And, you know, maybe if they make these moves, they jump up to four, but is that enough to make the move? Usually you want to be at four and you make the move to make a conference finals or, or deeper run. But yeah, Boston technically is another team. They got a, they got a, they're really ridiculously deep. They're almost too deep for their own good. They could use some of the talents that Indiana has. Again, similar situation to New York. You, do you make a move to jump from, you know, seven to four 
um, versus four to, to two or one, right? That's some of the issues. The other annoying thing, so New York and Boston is two examples. Atlanta has got a great package that they could deliver, but it's almost too good for the market, right? Meaning they have DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, uh, to name a few. But if you're going to be moving those guys, you got to do a lot better. You got to get a better player than what Indiana is willing to offer. That is the other concern. And then finally, the fourth issue here is um, just what Indiana can even package. Just do Indiana, if they can't deal one player, have a package of players to kind of work together, right? So, for example, when teams are looking at Philly, they're looking to make a Ben Simmons move. Um, you know, Simmons and Green work together in a package. That makes sense. Fine. The problem with Indiana is no one's going to want to take, as an example, Turner and Sabonis together in a package. No one's going to want to take Brogdon and Levert together in a package. It kind of is a little funky. They might take two of those, but really for Indiana to kind of rebuild properly, unfortunately, they're going to need to make, I would say, at least two to three moves. And there's no point of keeping these guys. You might as well unload them. And then the other issue is, let's say you unload their big four. So you unload Brogdon, Turner, Sabonis, Levert. All right? You still got T.J. Ward coming back. So then you kind of have to showcase him and then move him. It's just, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot there for Indiana to rebuild. There's a lot. This is almost like a two-year rebuild. Like, it can't be done overnight. They're going to have to get the best pieces they can for the players that are healthy, basically, now. Spend the next rest of the year showcasing and hope either at trade, sorry, at the draft or at next deadline, they continue to get more youth. And that's, that's a frustrating thing for, um, you know, for the fans to endure because that, that elongates the rebuild. You want to have like a clean cut period. Now, look, 2023 is supposed to be a good draft. So if they can make a series of moves before then, it's worth it. Similarly, you saw Orlando go through a similar approach, right? Where they were able to deal, you know, Vucevic and then Gordon and then Fournier all in sort of one deadline. So it can be done. Um, but using them as a gauge, like how do they do? Questionable, right? The, the jury is still out. They do have a good sort of foundation with Suggs and Wagner and go through the draft, but... There's no guarantees with this thing. There's definitely no guarantees. What I would say in summation is like, look, if Indiana chooses to rebuild, the best route they're going to have to do is they, they can't, they're going to have to go for quantity over quality, meaning they're not going to get like A-plus assets. What they have to kind of seek is a quantity of assets from various teams, and they have to be able to fit those assets on their team put them in rotation, and hope, given minutes, given usage, a couple of those assets hit. That is their goal in deals, right? So, said in a different way, they shouldn't do deals to expect to get like a, like an A-plus one guy asset, get a couple of season Bs, but maybe with higher usage in the right situation with minutes, a few of those turn into A's. And you make out okay. All right, so let's begin the process here. Let's go player by player in Indiana of their big four. What's the market like? Who they can get? What kind of makes sense? We're going to start with their bigs. Start with Miles Turner. 
So the most likely candidate right now is the Knicks. Again, we talked about the situation. Um, do they have a package, etc. So the Knicks can give you a pretty mad package. You're going to get basically really mid-level assets there. You can get Mitchell Robinson, who has looked real sluggish of late. Let's just be honest. He needs to get in shape. I mean, this could end up becoming a pretty bad contract. So I don't know how much of a positive asset that deal becomes, adding Robinson to it. Kevin Knox, who's would be in that deal, who's basically nothing. I mean, you're just taking a flyer. So you're getting right off the bat, let's just call it nothing, just a cap. So what's the asset you're actually going to get? Okay, let's talk about that. You're not going to be able to get Barrett or anything like that. That's an A-plus asset. You're going to be able to probably get, yeah, you know, Quentin Grimes and some of, uh, and like a Dallas, you know, one of the Dallas firsts. So basically a late first. And Quentin Grimes is the equivalent of a late first. So are you dealing two picks in the 20s? Or dealing Turner, rather, for two picks in the 20s is the question. That's what New York is going to throw at you. I don't think the Knicks are going to give you quickly, nor can you expect that, right? The other option is flipping it to Gold State. Again, Gold State needs a big. Gold State is the top team in the West. They got a chance to win the whole thing. Maybe if they make a deal, they get a stretch five. You know, Turner can make a lot of sense for them. So what is Gold State willing to give? Well, look. Golden State's got three interesting assets right off the bat that all beat out what the Knicks could throw out there. Okay? Golden State's got James Weissman, who we know the concerns there. And let's just be honest about them, but they're better off without him than with him. That was the concern. The truth of the matter is, um, he's still a decent asset. He's still someone that you know, it was the number two pick, could, could end up turning it around. It's an interesting player to get in the deal. And they got Max Moody. Moody was projected to go top five, could be a good shooter. Again, really raw. And then Kuzminga, super-duper raw, unsure what position the NBA is. The problem with Golden State is to make the numbers work in a deal, you probably need to grab Wiggins. And that's counterintuitive for Golden State. Right, so if you're moving Wiggins, you're hurting Golden State. It kind of doesn't make much sense as a result of that. Now, if you're Indiana, this has got packaging potential, right? You could throw in Levert and Turner in a deal and maybe get a better offer from Golden State. But now, again, you're, are you wasting Levert here or does he really expand Golden State? I don't know. It depends if Golden State sees Levert as better than Wiggins. I personally think he's a lot better than Wiggins. But again, Wiggins is having a decent year in Golden State. I'm not sure how much more they value him. That's going to be, that's the problem, right? That's the current concern. So fine. So let's go through. So Golden State is the issue. Again, it could be something like, if I'm going to turn on Levert, I probably want... Um, Wiggins, Wiggins, I gotta throw it a third team. Like I have no use for him in Indiana. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I could, I could, I could basically play him. He could put up numbers and do so inefficiently, and then look to re, you know, move him again at the dead, at the um, on draft day or something like that. That's fine. Um, but 
I don't know how much I'm adding it. If I'm in the end, I'm hoping to... The question is, do I do a deal like this? Do I do Lavert and Turner and give me Weissman and Moody and Wiggins? So they get to keep Kuzminga. That's... I would say that's interesting, right? Like, if you're Deanna, you're getting two top five potential picks back, right? And Wiggins could, you know, play a little bit, and then you're... I don't know. It's something. It's definitely something, right? I mean, maybe they want... Maybe if they throw Kuzminga instead of Wiggins, that's the move, right? So, I don't think you're going to get all three. Um, You might be able to get two. If you're Golden State, do you do that deal? I don't know. I, I think I think that team could could win, right? Like, Lavert's very good, right? He could play the three. I think he's definitely better than Wiggins. He could carry you offensively a bit. Um, you're not going to be able to get a Jordan Poole if you're Indiana, which is probably who you want in the deal. They're not going to give him up, and your rotation still looks really good. It's a toss-up for me. I think in the end of the day, if you could get two out of three. Of Kuzma, you can get Weissman because it makes no sense for them to take on a center. Keep Weissman. You'll get Weissman and uh, one of Kuzminga or Moody. Let's say it's fine. Let's say say it's even Kuzminga, and uh, so they can keep Moody. So they get shooting fine. And Wiggins. So that's your new front quarter for Indiana. Okay, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. If you're Golden State, I think you got to consider that deal. It's not a must do, but. You gotta consider. For me, it depends on how much you value Wiggins versus Levert. If if it's a wash, you're probably not doing it. If you if you notice Levert's better, it's 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 a pretty solid deal. Beyond that, who else would want Turner? Who else needs like a spacing five? That's the problem right now, right? So it's really Golden State or or, or Knicks or Bust. That's the problem that Indiana's gonna have. So Golden State, not a slam dunk to do that deal. Then you go back to the Knicks. I mean, you know, Knox and, and two picks in the 20s. That probably ends up getting it done for New York, quite frankly, because, again, there's nothing else out there if Golden State doesn't do it. So, you know, maybe Charlotte. But, again, Charlotte doesn't have, um, you know, any assets to really give whatsoever. So going through the team, Chicago, Cleveland, Dow- nope, not, none of them. None of them would Detroit, none. It doesn't make sense for um, any of the any of the other teams that need a center. I'm going through Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota. None, none of them, really. None of them. Now, what you could do... <coughs> oh, excuse me for a second, people. What you could do, and this is like a really random idea, is... I call it a crap-for-crap crap deal. I, I remember back in the mid-2000s when the Knicks were pretty low on Marbury. The Slugs were low on Walker. Someone suggested a Walker for Marbury deal, and they said that's like dealing cancer for AIDS, right? So there could be a deal like that out there. And maybe you resurrect a guy in your system, but he plays in the East Coast. The guy I'm thinking about is Carl Anthony Towns, where there could be... You know, a, a clever a clever thing here, right? Where Minnesota is not deep at all. But they're they're kinda of fighting. They they 
I don't know if they want to switch places with Indiana, but they probably could do a deal where essentially that's that's what the deal is. Um, they're not going to want guards. So if you threw like Lavert Turner, the pro- that's the problem. Lavert Turner is not going to get it done for Towns. Lavert Turner and Sabonis, no. Lavert and Sabonis, still no. Lavert Sabonis and Warren, eh? There's there's nothing there. There's nothing. I don't think uh, I don't think Minnesota does that. The other th- idea could be: Look, Phoenix is going to pay Aiton, right? Are they going to want to pay him more in the offseason? Who knows? Could you give make a deal around Aiton? Now you have Aiton, and then you at least have a better prospect moving forward, and you're going to pay him. So does Turner and Levert for Aiton work? Now again, too light. Sabonis. If you throw Sabonis in there, yeah, no, nah, they're not going to use him. It's not going to work. The Knicks is the only deal. Really unfortunate. I'm going through every single team. Sacramento, Seattle, yep. Yep, it's the only team. So, yeah. So, I think the best deal you're going to get is basically two picks in the 20s. I don't see it because the guys are hurt. I don't see a package there where if you add stuff to Turner, you could jump to a Towns and Eaton or anything like that. That's just, It's not, it's not going to happen. So that's the problem with Turner. Let's keep moving. Demonitus Sabonis. Let's talk about Sabonis for a second. Um, so... The... the, the The issue with Sabonis um, is, you know, he's he's one of these guys that just is, is kind of an extreme player, kind of a bipolar player, right? Where like, which is basically extreme pros and extreme cons. There's a couple guys like that in the league. Another guy like that is Russell Westbrook, where you're like, you know, if you need to take a risk, you, you go for it. He's got extreme pros and extreme cons. Westbrook, in his case, you know, bad shot selection, can't shoot the three. Pros, he could take over a game. He could drive to the lane like like nobody's business. Put up, put up uh, amazing box score stats, etc. So Sabonis as a big is similar, where you know his defense is suspect, his interior de- in particular is suspect. Offensively, shooting is okay, but then you know you look at the all around numbers. You look at sort of the point big concept there, and. Um, and it's got some potential for certain teams. So now the question goes back is, okay, let's individualize Sabonis. Which teams can make a run at Sabonis? And or can you package one of your wings for, with, with him to, to make a deal? Um, so the short answer is, uh, let's look around the teams first, okay? So we talked about what teams have a rebuild package, who's going to do what. So again, like Atlanta, out, right? They're only going to be interested in probably Levert. Maybe Brockton. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them when we talk about those guys. Boston. Boston's interesting, right? So they came in. Now, Grant Williams has been playing well. He, he seems to be their best uh, power forward. The issue with Boston is they start Horford um, and, and Williams together a lot, right? So let's say they didn't do that. And they put Sabonis in instead. The other issue is... You know, 
as we talked about up front, like if you if you if you insert Sabonis for Boston, you throw Robert Williams Sabonis, you make Horford come off the bench, or you throw Horford with Sabonis because you want to play that way. Are you? Is there enough minutes to go around now that Grant Williams is playing well? And even if not, let's say Grant Williams is part of the deal. I, I don't know incrementally how much better that's making. But let, let's go through the process. So, again, there's going to be a cap thing here where, um, well, you could make it work without moving, let's say, Marcus Smart as an example. Okay? Now, you could, in theory, do, um, you know, something like, uh, you know, Naismith, Pritchard, Josh Richardson. So now you've kind of moved a lot of your wings are out, right? To make it work, you, you could throw Hernan Gomez instead. So let's say you kept Richardson um, more because um, you, you're going to need wings post the deal. Unless you did Hernan Gomez, Naismith, Pritchard. Um, not sure what you do with Langford. Not sure. Let's say you, let's say you move Langford too. So you give them all your youth: Naismith, Pritchard, Langford. Hernan Gomez for Sabonis. You probably need Holiday in that deal. And you could probably throw a TPE in a separate move to, to kind of make it work. So, so let's get back Sabonis and Holiday. Move pretty much older youth. And Grant Williams. Grant Williams in that deal too. New Celtic eight-man rotation, let's call it, is smart. Um... Right, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Sabonis, let's say Horford, eight men off the bench, three men off the bench, Robert Williams, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder. So, it's got some legs. You're probably missing back of the bench guy. Um, The issue for me for Boston in such a move is like, Actually, you need to solve two things. Like, Marcus Smart, you know, has got to be moved. I'm sorry. Like, they need a point guard, right? So, in theory, let's say the Celtics added, let's say they flipped it. Can you do that deal for Malcolm Brogdon? You can't really because you just signed an extension. So, I don't even know if you could deal Brogdon. That's the problem. If you could, Boston's a good, is a good answer for, for Brogdon. And then you make it simple and you throw Smart in the deal. It's basically Smart, um, <clears throat> You know, Naismith and Langford for, for Brogdon. If, if he's the guy that you could do the deal with. Or let's say you like Levert. Could Levert play point guard? I, I, you know, I don't know. Will Boston want to take that risk? I, they haven't shown, like, enough signs yet. So Boston's in a weird stage where, like, <clears throat> I think for Sabonis, they may consider it. I, I think Stevens is going to realize, look, I'm like Naismith, Langford, and Pritchard are just not part of the rotation. With Schroeder there. Um, the question is, when, once Schroeder is a free agent, they're going to need some of those guys. But, you know, it is what it is. So, if they could get a holiday with, with Sabonis, um, or even a Sumner, just like some guard help, I don't know. I, I can see something there. I think Stevens has shown to do some logical trades, basically. And you've seen that, right? Like, he consolidated to get Hernan Gomez. Hasn't really worked out. 
I think he consolidates to get Sabonis. The problem is Aduko has not figured out the Celtics rotation. He has not really figured that out. Not really sure what pieces make sense with each other and, and all that. So, unfortunately, you know, as a, as a result of that, I don't, I don't foresee, uh, I, I don't foresee, you know, a, a, a connection there. So Boston's a little shaky for me. Let's go back to Golden State. Golden State's a pass-friendly team. Couldn't they use a bonus? Uh, yes and no, maybe, I would say. Does he, does he make them better? Yeah. Do they need defense? Also, yeah. Could he play with Draymond Green? I don't know. <clears throat> so this, this, the fit is weird. And it's the same situation as the Turner stuff, right? You probably have to throw Levert with him. And can you get some combination of Weissman, Kuzminga, Moody? It's tough. Tough call. Golden State's very tough. What other teams besides Golden State and Boston would Sabonis fit? Would he fit the Knicks? No. They have too many guys that need the ball in their hands. Uh, namely Barrett, uh, Randall, Rose, right? It doesn't work. Who are the other teams that could use him? That might take a gamble. And it's tough, right? Like um, Dallas? Would Dallas make a gamble? I don't I don't think that they do. Right? Dallas is playing well. Is there a West Coast team that that makes a run at this? I don't know what they're gonna move. Right? Like there's the team that's out there is probably it's probably Phoenix, quite frankly. And if they feel like Next to Chris Paul and Booker, they're better off with Sabotis and Levert, and they want to make a title run while Paul is still young. There's some, <clears throat> there's something that works there, right? So Turner and Levert is kind of weak. Sabonis and Levert to get Aiton isn't the craziest thing I've said in my entire life. Why? Why for Phoenix? Again, if you feel Chris Paul's got two or three good years left, which Let's just face it, it's a legit fear. Um, And on top of that, you don't know the health of Chris Paul, so you need to have someone like a Levert who could take over games on the perimeter. Um, I know, it it definitely makes your rotation, uh, it deepens it a little bit, but also makes it more interesting, right? So you basically roll with, you go small, right? Like Aiton provided rebounding of defense. Sabonis doesn't give you that. So you would you would be giving that up. You'd be far better offensively. So you'd have something like Sabonis, Crowder, Mikel Bridges, Booker Paul. Levert would become a sixth man, which he was in Brooklyn uh, a few years back and excelled in that role. <clears throat> you probably you're probably not, not gonna play you're not gonna play Cameron Payne as much, which is fine. And you have Levert, Cam Johnson, um, you know, coming off your bench, basically. It's not the worst idea. But, like, Phoenix is probably thinking, and this is why it's not going to work. Phoenix is probably thinking, hey, if we play the finals again, we win or whatever, why are we going to make a move? Right? They're, they're not, they don't think they need to make a, a, a basically an additional move to do anything. That's the problem. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the teams that would be most interested in these guys... I could obviously use them, just don't have the assets to give up, like the Clippers. 
or the Lakers, right? They, I mean, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker is not going to get it done. From the Clippers' perspective, now they do have Terrence Mann, so that's interesting. Now Zubac's been playing great. Um, they don't know when Leonard's coming back. <clears throat> do they? So, like they, they were thinking of this three-headed rotation, right, with Ibaka, Morris, and Zubak at the four-five, basically. Morris is fine in there. He's playing fine. Ibaka looks done. So the question is, can you? Is there a way to maybe put Sabonis on the Clippers? That's an interesting team. Or even Turner. Now, Turner makes a lot of sense because Zubak is, is playing great. But Sabonis could work either as a sixth man slash, you know, starting four role. I don't think the Clippers will get a better player individually than Terrence Mann. That's an underrated kind of floaty idea out there. Now, the question then becomes what else do you have to throw with Mann? Do you have to throw Kennard? Fine, maybe. But if you're Indiana, you're getting like a nice young asset for him a little risky because man played well in a small sample let's just be honest right which is why i'm skeptical if i'm indiana he played well in a tiny sample it was just like the playoffs you know he had a little run i don't know if you want to overpay in a deal just like that just for someone like that and by the way not a same duck for the clippers either they like having guys who can play a little off the ball Maybe they like Turner. Again, they, they might like Turner versus Sabonis, but is Terrence Mann the guy you go for? I don't know. Again, the other teams I consider is Miami. And Miami's got plenty of bigs, that's true. But again, like, they, they really have no one. They're not going to throw a hero in a deal who's an A-plus ass. They're not going to do it. The best deal you're probably getting for Sabonis is the Boston package, unfortunately. Um, and even then, like, I don't, not a slam dunk. The other teams that have packages are just, they're not ready to make a deal for a vet yet. <clears throat> so, they're not desperate, I would say, to like make the playoffs versus the gym gets fired. So Toronto, for example, has a fantastic trade package. Right between Siakam, OG, and Anobi. Um, you know, their, their picks, etc. They, they could put something together, but... They there's just no need there. Their, their bigs are fine. Boucher has been fine. Precious Anshua has been, has been great for them. So they're not going to do it. So now really, just being honest, you start running out of... You start running out of concepts. Real fast. And we didn't even get to Brogdon because of his extension. We didn't even get to Levert. Just between Sabotas and Turner, it's complex. So they're, they're really, and, and like, let's put it the other way. What teams need to make a deal now um, because their GM's on a hot seat or they have playoff expectations? I mean, look, there could be a few. Um, but there, there just doesn't seem like, again, the Carl Anthony Towns concept. Like, I don't think Minnesota's not going to just age it like that. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, so yeah, so let's say those are the best deals you get. You're getting Naismith, Pritchard, Langford. You're getting, let's call it, um, the, the Knicks package. Where are you getting for Levert? What can you get? So, you know, I really like Levert. 
I think he used to be sort of a, a almost all-star, let's say, in the bubble. He got injured. He was out. Now he's like a better Evan Fournier. What range does that give? Uh, what range does that give him? Right. So let's think about that for a second. Um, a lot of teams need wings. A lot of teams need perimeter help. And Levert could also show signs to play some point guard. Fine. There's a couple of interesting ideas out here I'll throw out there that I just thought of. <clears throat> Let's look at the Denver Nuggets for, for a second. They have Michael Porter Jr., who just underwent a horrific injury. Right? A really interesting idea for Indiana, if this is possible... Let's say they can deal Brogdon. If you can deal Levert and Brogdon, and they're both going to be healthy, to Denver, and you get back Michael Porter Jr., and you're just not sure when he's going to play, and you say, you know what? He'll sit out the year. We're going to tank anyway. We're going to get some picks. And then you hope he gets healthy next year at some point. You let him rehab. And then now you kind of pull Philadelphia 76ers where you have an injured Youth coming back. He's a stud. Hopefully that allows some of your rookies to, to be interesting. I don't know. Not the worst idea I've ever thought of. And for Denver, like, there's got to be a clock on them a little bit, right? Like, they have Jokic in his prime. They don't know when Jamal Murray's coming back. Even if Murray does come back, they're still kind of fit in the backcourt, right? They moved Gary Harris. Like, they're starting um, Monte Morris. I mean, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. Whereas if you did this move and Brogdon and Levert start at the backcourt when, when Murray comes out, when Murray comes back, one of those guys moves to sixth man. You have a three-guard rotation with Murray, Brogdon, Levert. That sounds freaking awesome. Then you have Barton. Then you have Gordon uh, Jokic. Great first six. Dozier can move to the bench, whatever. I mean, that team could win the West. It really can. I don't know. That's an interesting idea. And, like, it depends on when Porter's going to come back. If Porter's missing, like, the next two years, I thought of, I th- I thought of wackier ideas. It's an interesting proposal for Indiana. It's your best chance to get, like, a future stud, hopefully when he comes back. And if not, like, let's say you prove he's healthy, he's good, you just repackage him again. Right? But you're... You're, you're guaranteed to tank because the team is not going to have anybody. I don't know. It's, it's an idea. I'm not saying it's the best idea. Um, but who else needs wings? The truth is everyone needs wings. Um, again, you could do the same package Boston was giving you for Sabonis, for Brogdon. Not as great. Let's focus on Levert for a second. Atlanta's another interesting one. But again, Atlanta was last year fool's gold, right? If they had Levert in there, what would that have done? Now, what honestly kind of makes the most sense is a three-way deal with with, with, uh, Atlanta and Philly, right? Where basically you throw in Levert and Brogdon, you give Philly a backcourt next to Embiid. Simmons goes to Atlanta, who actually fits there really nicely. And then some combination of Hunter and Reddish 
uh, come to Indiana. The problem is, like, is Philly, is Philly really going to help Atlanta out? That's the problem. I don't think they do. I think they'd rather move him west. And you could get Cam Reddish for Levert. You want to do a little better than that. So could you get, like, Reddish and Kevin Herter for Levert and Holiday? That's not bad. It's probably the best deal you're going to get. If I'm Atlanta, I'm all over that deal. All over it. I like huge, huge fan of that move. Huge fan of that move. So now the question becomes without uh, Atlanta, who else can you move for, for Levert? What else can you do? Another team's look at our teams on the rise, right? So Charlotte kind of on the rise. Not much they're going to give you, though. Chicago, interesting. Okay. Kobe White, okay. There could be something there. There could be something there, folks. One of the issues with the Bulls is um, depth. Just flat out. So <clears throat> if the Bulls can get Levert, and they've known to make deals at the deadline, they could get Levert. I don't know. That's something. Levert for Kobe White and Io Dismomi or something. That's one idea. Let Kobe White go crazy in Indiana. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not as intrigued by that prospect. Um, Cleveland, again, needs a wing. They're not going to give you. They'll only give you bigs. Dallas, Denver, we talked about. Detroit, Golden State. This is the Wiggins situation. Houston, Indiana, Lakers, Clippers. I mean, <clears throat> you're not going to get... Again, Boston's got the package. They might they might consolidate for Levert. It's possible. Throw him at point guard. Um, Miami, no one to give. Milwaukee. Minnesota. Minnesota's interesting. They should have, like, they have a bunch of these, like, met assets, though. They haven't really surmounted anything, which is the problem. So... I don't think it's going to be them. Um, New York, Memphis, New York, New Jersey. I mean, it really gets thin here, guys. Orlando, Philadelphia, we talked about. I mean, can you do Brogdon LaVertis for Simmons and figure it out? Possibly. And then move Simmons to Toronto? I guess. Does not look good. Orlando, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland. Sacramento, okay. But again, Sacramento's assets, Tyler, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, they're not moving him. It's not going to happen. Sacramento, San Antonio, Toronto, Utah, Memphis, Washington. Washington's got no. So, yeah, so like, I, I do think there's something with Atlanta. I think Atlanta's probably the move to do a Levert deal. But yeah, Reddish and Herder for Levert and Holiday. So let's say you do all these moves, okay? Now, we haven't talked about Brogdon yet. We're going to finish up on Brogdon. Um, <clears throat> so, many teams need a guard. Again, if Boston doesn't do one, they'll do the other. So they're going to keep... Let's say Boston's getting Sabonis. Let's say um, Turner's going to the Knicks. Levert's going to the Hawks. Where does Malcolm Brogdon end up? 
and this carousel. Do they just keep him? He's just like a nice vet that kind of makes sense for everybody. The extension kicks in and they move him at the deadline or at the on draft day. <clears throat> probably. Probably. You probably end up keeping Brogdon. Um, just because, like, you need... You don't have too much craziness. Meaning, like, he's the guy that kind of calms the ship. Um, the other interesting thing is you moved all your bigs. And you get a big back, which is... You know, probably have to look at one of those deals and maybe there's a center of someone that comes back. Uh, who knows? Um, but in theory, or it could be Atlanta with Akungo. Oh, that's interesting. So it's, it's Cam Reddish on Akungo. They're keeping Kevin Herter. Cam Reddish on Akungo for Levert. Done. All right, so this is your new Pacer lineup. Now, the question is, this is a rebuild lineup like... Be kind, please rewind sort of thing. So you basically moved your core three plus Holiday. Okay. Warren, whatever he comes back, he comes back. Here's your here's your roster. Um, you're probably going to start. So Kungo, you got on the Atlanta deal. Let's just assume that. So Kungo, you got... Um, you didn't do the Porter Jr. deal in Denver. They, did, they didn't do it. The deal's too convoluted. You did... You got Cam Reddish... Right, so I would probably try. Um, you're not going to get DeAndre Hunter in that deal. And you would try to, but you're not going to. And they would be looking to deal Reddish. So fine. So you got Reddish. You're going to go small. You go Kungo, Reddish, <coughs> Aaron Naismith, Chris Duart, uh, Brogdon. So Brogdon, Duart, Naismith, Reddish, Akungo. Reddish is playing small ball four. Off the bench, Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford. You got in the Boston deal. Um, O'Shea Brichette, Juan Hernan Gomez, uh, and then Goga uh, at the back of five. Uh, you still got, you know, Mitchell Robinson's in the fold. So Robinson probably starts at the five over Okungo. Okungo comes off the bench. Fine. Um, you have Quentin Grimes maybe backing up as a three. He's in the rotation. And he had a couple of firsts. <clears throat> in short, not great. <laughs> not a great rebuild. All right, so we're getting Quentin. Okay, so we got to kind of maybe get Luca Balduza. I don't know. But basically, you got a couple of picks. Mitchell Robinson, Knox, Quentin Grimes for the Knicks. You get Hernan Gomez, and that's for Turner. Hernan Gomez, Naismith, Linkford, Pritchard for Holiday and Sabonis. Um. <clears throat> Levert and, you know, give them Goga, fine. Levert and Goga for Akungo and Reddish. And and this is your new team. So it's basically a, a spray of wings. And you hope between those wings you kind of hit. Um, it's definitely not great. You probably start Mitchell Robinson, Reddish, Naismith, Duarte, Brogdon, Pritchard... That's your first unit. Pritchard, Langford, um, uh, you know, uh, Brichette. Jeez, it's a bad team. Uh, it's not a good team. You know, Quentin Grimes, let's say, um, Brichette and Akungo, and then you wait for Warren to come back. I don't know. It's not great. It's not great. And unfortunately, that's what you're left with. I think of all the moves there, 
the Atlanta one is the one that is the most interesting. The Lavert and Gogol, let's see, for a Kungo and Reddish. And then if, if you're... I don't think you need a Force Returner deal. you got to move one of Sabonis Returners, so then you... <coughs> excuse me. You hope you can do something with Golden State. Um... If not, you're, you're kind of you're kind of out of options, and that's that's your. I mean, you want to get wings. Now, look, if if the team put together that kind of lineup, you're hoping you're putting reddish. You're hoping between reddish or Naismith, you hit on a rotational on a really solid talent. All right, so out of those two, Duarte already looks good. So the hope is he gets higher usage. He plays better. Brogdon should look good, so that you could swap him. Uh, at, at, on the draft day or something. Maybe it's a team like the Pelicans. I don't know. Um, the problem with the team is it's just it's a lot. It's a lot of like players. So you just got to be smart about consolidating it. <clears throat> seeing you know who works well and things like that. In an ideal state, quite frankly, it would be probably better if there was like a an injury to Brogdon so that some of these guys look better. I don't know. But you're basically getting... Reddish Nace with Pritchard Lankford as your like core assets. Grimes, two picks. That's what we have to show for it. Not great. Not gonna lie. Not great. Um, and then if you're smart as a team, you kind of consolidate from there. So you hope on draft day, basically, there's a player you like or what have you, and you could you could um, continue up and consolidate. But it's not the perfect idea. All right. That's my Indiana Pacers rebuild. You can see how difficult it is. I've done a pretty poor job, not going to lie. <laughs> it's not that not that great. The story really is, I don't think they should rebuild. You see how crazy that is, right? I think they could miss the playoffs, get a, get a lotto pick, another veteran maybe on draft day, <clears throat> and, and refigure things out when Warren is healthy and everyone's healthy. That's my idea. All right, and I love rebuilds. All right, talk to you later.